you're competing with these larger platforms, these people who have all of this past 10 years, 15 years of experience of growing a social media platform. If you're like myself, after four years, we just were not getting our content in front of anybody. So now the playing field is level. And so we're able to get into front of more people who had no idea who we were and to allow ourselves to grow again. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Today's guest on the podcast is photographer and educator Natasha Coyle. Natasha joins us to discuss how you can grow your business and bring engagement to the next level by creating short-form videos on platforms like TikTok and Instagram Reels. And Natasha knows this work because she was able to grow her business throughout 2020 by doing so. As she shares in the episode, it not only grew the education side of her business, but she's able to attribute tens of thousands of dollars in booked 2021 weddings to TikTok and Instagram. Be sure to check out the show notes at DaveyandKrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands of Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at DaveyandKrista. Now, on to the episode. All right, Natasha, welcome to a live episode of the Brands of Book podcast. Excited one, I like doing these podcasts live and I'm always so appreciative of guests who are also willing to go live with me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me, Davey. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I think just as a joke, you know, something that I say over and over again is like, oh, 2019 was going to be the year of video for me. And it yeah. wasn't. 2020, year of video now, you know? And so it's just one of those things where I just can't get a... You know, I just can't get it under control. And so I'm excited to hear all the tips that you have for this, which, you know, 2021, it could be it. It could be the year where I start adopting some short form video and integrating it into our marketing plan. We'll see. I definitely think you should. Absolutely. I would love to help you with that. You're the perfect person to talk to about this. And I think sort of an inspiration too, because you were able to grow your business in a hard year, you know, through 2020, largely because of, you know, or focusing on some new channels such as TikTok and creating short form videos. And I'm really excited to dig into hear about not only your experience on the TikTok platform, but then how you use some of those videos you create in other places as well. But before we get to all of that, love to hear a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey. You're a photographer in Charleston. Tell us how you how you got into that. Absolutely. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Natasha Coyle. I'm a Charleston wedding photographer. And I started my business four years ago as a 34-year-old stay-at-home mom who knew nothing about photography and nothing about business. And so I realized early on in my business that I really wanted to utilize social media to really reach my ideal client because at my age, I needed to relate to them. And so I really started showing up on social media, mainly Instagram and utilizing 
utilizing it to grow my business. However, a year ago, although I was booked fully for 2020 and was growing somewhat on Instagram, I hit a wall. So I had backed way off on Instagram in terms of growth had hit a wall. So I didn't feel like it was a priority anymore for me. I wanted to build those vendor relationships and to really have the word of mouth. So I said, I'm not going to post as much on Instagram. It's not working. People aren't hearing what I have to say. And so I didn't see as much value there. At the same time, pre-COVID, I decided to start a TikTok. And it was a brand new platform to myself and a lot of people that I know. And I started that in February of 2020, started posting over there and saw that there was a huge void in the app for photographers like myself, wedding photographers and portrait photographers for really marketing their businesses. And I saw a really quick amount of growth and realized that there is a need on this app for people like me to show up. So I really started utilizing short form video. And then from there, July happened and there was talk about TikTok going away. And because of that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I spent all this time building this app, which can happen on any app at any time. We could talk more about why it's important not to put all your eggs into one basket. But I realized that I needed to do something else. And Instagram decided they're not going to let TikTok just go away and not get a piece of that pie. So Instagram released Reels in August and I took those same marketing strategies and brought them over to Reels and really started growing my Instagram again through short form videos. So I also teach photographers and other business owners how to utilize short form video to really market in an unpopular way, to push those boundaries, to show up in a different way in those one by one squares on Instagram and really allow people to get to know you again and put social back into social media. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about TikTok specifically. And I do want to talk a little bit about July and just the feelings around that. But tell me a little bit about TikTok and what made you think, especially early on, there might be something here. It might be worthwhile looking into this. Yeah. So when I started in February of 2020, seeing a super fast growth, I went from zero followers to 10,000 followers within three weeks, which is something I had never seen before on any other platform. So obviously it's going to pique my interest because I had been working for over three years on Instagram and, and working hard at it. I love stories and I love posting and I was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to let people get to know me and really reach my ideal audience and realize that I could grow faster on TikTok, reach my ideal audience a little faster at my age, I knew that I wasn't going to be shooting weddings well into my 40s. So with 2020 happening, I realized it was time to pivot. My weddings were shifting in the spring to either fall or 2021. And it was just a really good kind of, you know, clash of time that I got on an app, saw that there was a need for marketing over there for portrait and wedding photographers. And that it was just a really good time because I was in quarantine and I was able to create this content and really start to grow again. Yeah. And so July rolls around. Obviously, you know, there's talk about banning TikTok in the United States and no one was really sure how that was going to resolve itself. Obviously, TikTok's still around. And so there has been uh, at least some resolution for the, for the time being. But you mentioned that you moved things, not you didn't move things, but you started investing time back into Instagram. Did you see, I assume you didn't see comparable growth to TikTok, you know, in the same, yeah, as quickly, but did you see a lot of momentum by focusing on reels and the types of videos that you were creating on TikTok and taking that over to Instagram? Absolutely. So I started utilizing the same like growth strategies that I was using over on TikTok with Reels because when Reels was released in August, a lot of people 
that I knew in the photography world hadn't even gone over to TikTok. They had no idea what reels were. They were like, whoa, what is this? And there was a lot of, you know, apprehension towards using it. And I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do it. I've been doing TikTok for six months. So I, at the time in August, was at around 4,000 followers. And within three weeks, gained 3,000 followers on Instagram, which to me was mind-blowing. I'm like, I have been working for four years on Instagram, and I am now almost doubling my following. And I was using it strategically to grow my following because I was reaching ideal clients and ideal photographers who I could teach how to use this new feature. So I definitely was very strategic in how I was posting them to grow my audience, to grow my email list, to grow my Facebook group and everything else that goes along with growing your business. Yeah, that's awesome. What do you feel like are the biggest specific benefits for short form video in general, whether it's Reels or whether it's TikTok? How's that impacted your business? Absolutely. So obviously the growth potential is a really big, you know, point to you know make sure that we understand that there is a way to grow again on social media and i feel like with instagram with the algorithm we had all hit a wall of growth you would gain 10 followers you'd lose 20 and so i think a lot of people were frustrated with it so the potential to grow again and to reach way more people than the people that follow you is a really big plus now also you're able to take that video and show that video to more people who follow you because if we even think about the stories that we put out we see that one to 5% of the people that actually follow us see our stories. We know that the algorithm is not pushing out our content the way that, you know, we hoped it would to even show the actual people who are following us. So it is a way to get your content in front of a larger amount of the audience that already loves you and follows you. Um, It also leveled the playing field for a lot of business owners. So, you know, especially on Instagram, you're competing with these larger platforms, these people who have all of this past 10 years, 15 years of experience of growing a social media platform. If you're like myself, after four years, we just were not getting our content in front of anybody. So now the playing field is level. And so we're able to get into front of more people who had no idea who we were and to allow ourselves to grow again. They have also are evergreen. So unlike stories in your regular posts, within 24 to 48 hours, they're gone. People are not going to see them anymore. Your reels and TikToks have the potential to be seen for weeks, if not months on end afterwards. So there's a lot of amazing positives to short form video to especially grow your audience and to really grow your business again. Sure. And I, and I really, I really appreciate those points. A few of them, I mean, just the growth potential too, of it being a new platform. Have you gotten Clubhouse recently? Just as a I have, I'm upset. I have literally been on it all morning. That's why I'm like, I need to drink some water because I've been talking all day. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, we're going to circle back to that. We'll have to talk about that a little bit before this episode ends. Going back to TikTok though, and just the growth potential, you know, especially with the new platform, a lot of opportunity there. I think, you know, podcasting, not probably not the same growth potential, but still, I mean, it's not as ubiquitous as blogging. And so, you know, whenever people are are saying, well, I feel like everybody has a podcast. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, you know, actually, no, you know, like maybe it seems that way just because it is more popular, but Mm -hmm. certainly not as ubiquitous as blogging. So still, I think something like TikTok, where you're not dealing with, like, as you said, uh, people who've been accruing content and followers for so long. And, you know, this algorithm that's more dialed in towards maybe, you know, preferencing, you know, ads and, and stuff like that. Lots of opportunities there. I think the biggest holdup that I have with TikTok and videos in general is just one, and we can go through these individually, what to share, all right, specifically what to share. So I'd love to hear about how you decide on what kind of content to share. And then the second, you know, just going about the, the process of making that content too seems so much more involved to me than 
something like, in, you know, just posting something in your feed, right? And so I would just love to hear one, what kind of tips do you have for the content that you decide to share on TikTok or Instagram via mm-hmm. short form video? And then two, how do you go about creating that content? Absolutely. So uh, when thinking about the actual content to share, I think we have to also think about what we normally share. So if we're normally sharing, for me, I'm trying to reach photographers and brides and groups. If we're normally sharing things that empower them, that provide value, that provide tips, tricks, we just have to look at short form video the same exact way. So I like to work smarter, not harder. And so if I've already made a blog post about tips for a bride and groom on, you know, first looks or different parts of their wedding day, just thinking about a wedding day and breaking it down to the different parts that I can share tips of, and then creating a video based around that, that's going to provide so much content over a long period of time. To be completely transparent, because I have been doing TikTok, I have brought a lot of those TikToks over to my Instagram so I am not, you know, reinventing the wheel. I'm continuously resharing content that people may have not have seen because they weren't on TikTok. In terms of, for me, what I always like to do is I want to either empower, I want to educate, I want to engage, or I want to entertain. It always comes back to those four themes. And then it always comes back to two different buckets of people. So photographers and business owners or brides and groups. And then once I decide which theme and which group I am trying to target, then it really helps me hone in on what I'm going to be sharing with each of those. Could you go through it just for, for people listening? Could you go through yeah. those four themes you have there? Educate, engage. Educate empower, engage, or entertain. So I'm sassy and I know not everybody feels like they can show up and do the same kind of sassy videos. So I do encourage you not to do something that doesn't feel 100% authentic to you. It can feel uncomfortable. It should feel uncomfortable because it's brand new. But if you're like, that is not my personality, then don't come on to short form videos or being sassy like me just because I am. That's authentic to my nature. And so it doesn't feel inauthentic for me to be that way. And I appreciate it. You just have a very clear content plan there, which I think is a good foundation for regardless of where you're making content, but you have a very clear idea of, okay, does it fit in one of these four themes? And then of course, those two audience buckets, photographers and business owners or couples that, that are looking to get married, right? The next question was tips for going about creating those videos and actually putting that content together. Do you prefer recording it in TikTok or editing it in TikTok and then taking it over to Reels or vice versa or completely off those two apps? What does that process look like? To be completely transparent, again, TikTok is definitely going to be way better for the editing side. If anybody actually has TikTok, you know that it is just way easier to edit a video within TikTok than it is Instagram Reels. I'm hoping that Instagram gets their stuff together and makes it a little easier because I would like to be able to film more in Instagram Reels and create it there. But I do some over there. It just really depends on the video. If it's something that needs a lot of editing, I will do most of it in TikTok. Now, I also utilize apps like Unfold, Mojo, Splice to also create outside of the apps, but I try and create most of them within the apps. Now, I will also use my camera, so my phone video camera, to film behind the scenes, to film what I call intros. So anytime that I get ready for like something like this, I will take my camera out on my phone and I'm going to film an intro video a couple of different times so that I have that for any time 
I don't have time to actually create an entire video. So I know that you said like just even the process of making the video seems overwhelming because it seems so in depth and it doesn't have to be. It just really depends on what you want to create. So I don't think that has to be something that takes a ton of time. I actually had somebody tell me yesterday, it took her an hour to make one. And I'm like, oh, we are going to work on that. We are not spending an hour on video. It is not worth it. <laughs> but realistically, because I could see myself taking an hour to create it and just kind of getting caught up in things that don't really matter and focusing on every little transition and all of that. Which is, of course, why you don't ever see any TikTok video or reels, you know, from me, let alone, you know, I'm just not great at posting to my own social media account as well. But for you, how long does it take somebody experienced like yourself, who obviously has a system for this from start to finish? How long would it take to get a single post ready? So if I already have an idea, so I like to add ideas to the notes on my phone. So I have a whole notes folder for TikTok Reels ideas. And so anytime I am watching TikToks or Reels, I see a video that I'm like, oh, I can really make that relate back to my niche. I will go put that idea into my phone or put the song into my phone so that I know what I want to utilize when I'm ready to actually make that video. So if I already have the idea, already know which songs I'm going to utilize, depending on the video that I'm creating, it could take me anywhere from two minutes up to 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. See, that sounds more doable to me. So what does that process look like? Is it just because you've had this you know, sort of a plan already laid out in your notes, you know, it's relatively easy to put together. Like what does that mm-hmm. look like step by step by, you know, putting it together? Absolutely. So uh, for step by step, if I'm going to do something that is like a tips value for me, I go into my notes, my phone or my blog post, or I even sometimes go into Pinterest to look for different ideas. And I'm like, okay, like five tips for different first looks that you can utilize, you know, first look with dad, first look with brothers, first look with dog, first look with your bridesmaids. And I'm like, I have pictures of all of those. So I film that intro, I go and pull that idea from my notes on my phone. And then I set up my camera either in my tripod, my ring light, or I just hold it and I go ahead and go through those tips. And then I go into either TikTok or Reels, add the text to it, time the text, add the song to it, and then I will change the cover if it's over on Reels so that it fits my you know, actual feed aesthetic. And then I post it and I add the hashtags and I make sure to share it everywhere. So I'm sharing it to stories. I'm sharing it to my feed, especially if it's on Instagram. If it's on TikTok, you don't really share it anywhere else. You just put it out there and sure. it gets shared to the For You page into your following page. That was going to be my next question is just trying to distribute that content because, I mean, even though for you, you have it dialed in, it's going to take you maybe 10 minutes to put together one of these things. It's, uh-huh. I think a lot still goes into, you know, the planning and preparation, you know, to do this. So you want to make the most out of your content. I guess, one, have you seen benefit in sharing it in other places than just TikTok? Yeah. So for regular TikToks, I have shared some, and I I have a virtual assistant as well, and she handles my Pinterest, but she shares a lot of my TikToks to my Pinterest, which will sometimes help get more views on it. TikTok, I don't really share them anywhere else unless I'm taking the TikTok video and bringing it over to Reels. For Reels, I do share it to my stories and I put something over it because my understanding of it, which we don't have tons of insights into Reels, Instagram doesn't give us that yet. But your views on your stories do not count as a view on your on your actual reel. So you want people to come and see it. And I do push it to my feed because very similar to TikTok, you want the most engagement to happen as soon as it's posted. And it doesn't matter if there's a lot of views happening, but you want people to engage with it because then it'll have the potential for days or weeks on end to continuously grow and to continue to be pushed out to the Discover page to be seen by a lot of people. 
Yeah, so that's really interesting because I feel like for Instagram, yeah, sure, there's still benefit in getting a lot of eyes on it right away. But for, you know, since the algorithm changed it from chronological, I feel like it's been less that, you know, it's like... I could see a post from like three days ago, five days ago, you know, which is always annoying, and especially on Facebook because, you know, if it's news, for instance, it's five days old or whatever, but not the point. With TikTok, you want maximum impact right at the beginning. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. 100%. So when you post it, you do want people engaging with it. It doesn't mean that if it doesn't do well the first couple of hours, those first couple of days, that it won't do well. I had one that I posted that two weeks later took off and became one of my most viral TikToks. You know, the whole thing of it being evergreen is one of the best assets to it because we don't have to, you know, put all of our worth into how many people saw it or engaged with it at the beginning. But if you can get people to engage with it at the beginning, it does have the potential to be seen by more people. Sure. Just out of curiosity, just because it was, it used to be the thing for Instagram, right? It's like, what time of day should I post? Is that an important question to think through for TikTok? I think it is. TikTok, you can, if you have a business or a creator account, see the analytics. And so I do pay attention a good bit to those and try and post when my followers are on. So a lot of people are scrolling on TikTok and Reels later in the evening or on the weekends because you're able to actually watch the videos. It's not just scrolling and seeing the pictures. So I definitely have changed up my posting schedule a little bit. I will post a little later on TikTok, but I I will say sometimes there is no rhyme or reason to why something takes off. I have had things go viral and I'm like, that took no time. I have no, I have no idea why people like it. And all of a sudden it goes viral and you're like, okay, one of my most viral videos, my husband, Michael was in it. And he's like, see, it was a guess of me. I'm like, slow down. It was not. <laughs> I'll let I you know. know. Sounds like he was the X factor there. Um, that's uh, that's really interesting. I again just go back to the rule. I think of content creation is just you got to do it. You know, you just got to put the content out there and not, I think, worry too much about what you think the impact is going to be. So that's really interesting. I had another question about audiences in particular. So have you seen uh, a benefit? I I would assume, and this is a complete assumption. So tell me if I'm wrong here. That there's a lot of potential there for a B two B business. You know, so for reaching other businesses, have you seen? more impact there or have you seen just as much impact trying to reach couples who you know potentially are looking for a wedding photographer I've seen both. So, and I actually went over this earlier today, you know, looking at my year this year, I have 22 weddings and I have six weddings booked for next year as a wedding photographer. So out of those 28 weddings, nine of those have come directly from short form video. So about $50,000 has come directly from people who literally first line of their inquiries. I found you on TikTok. I found you on Reels because I am utilizing those, you know, specific hashtags. So location and service specific. So Charleston West Weddings, Charleston Wedding Photographer, Charleston Wedding Photography, Reels is me showing up over and over and over again. So people are finding me through short form video and letting me know it in their inquiry. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it provides a little bit of a segue into just a quick discussion on, on Clubhouse. We don't have to spend a lot of time here because I know that's not the, the point of this episode. <laughs> but it sounds like it's been something that you've enjoyed. And I've been very much intrigued by it, especially since I just like audio content. I mean, hence why I like podcasts, you know, because you can listen to them as you drive or whatever. I mean, if you're just working, you can just have it on, even if you're not mm-hmm. participating in the discussion itself. But for Clubhouse, my feeling is is that it's very much a B two B platform. It's a lot of business, for at least, and maybe that's just the audience that I or not or the crowd that I'm associated with in Clubhouse. It seems very much like business specific conversations. Whereas I don't know if there's quite as much potential to reach 
you know, couples out there or, you know, for somebody in the wedding industry or, you know, whatever it might be. What are your initial feelings on Clubhouse? I definitely think it's a professional platform. I, I like to tell people what it feels like is it's like LinkedIn and podcast and Boxer had a baby and you're on there and you're networking. It's definitely a That's networking, a good. <laughs> good analogy. Yeah. I love it. I love being able to connect with people that way. I do think it's an amazing way to grow with other businesses, network with other, you know, as for myself, other photographers, other people going into education. I've seen a lot of actual, you know, relationships happening there, especially in the DMs afterwards on your Instagram. I think it's an amazing tool. It is very addicting and I cannot get off of it. So <laughs> I do think I was in a clubhouse room and I don't know if it was one of the creators of clubhouse or he had been in a room with one of the creators, but I do think there they're probably going to monetize it at some point. And I do think that they will be opening it up a little bit more to the public. And you could create rooms for couples to come in and, you know, have Q&As or have happy hours or anything like that. So I do think there's potential for reaching your clients, but I don't know how much of a value there's going to be there for reaching clients. I do think it's more so on the networking side of things. I mean, that's also been my experience with it. Granted, you know, I, I've started to explore just other rooms just to see, you know, there's a lot of like relationship specific rooms too, you know, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, but it does sort of beg the question, especially when it comes to a platform like TikTok, because we've seen platforms come and we've seen platforms go probably, you know, I would say outside of, you know, Instagram, Facebook and obviously Facebook bought Instagram somewhere along the way. TikTok's been around for what, a few years now? Probably about two. Well, so it was musically before it was TikTok. So it became TikTok, I think about two years ago, maybe a little more than two years ago. Yeah. Sure. So do you feel like TikTok has staying power? And just as a follow up to that, do you feel like Clubhouse has staying power? Just as a prediction. So TikTok, I have a kind of it's a weird feeling about it. So I do think that it has staying power because it is one of the most, like it's one of the fastest growing apps. People love it. And especially because of quarantine last year, so many people got onto TikTok. So I do think it has staying power because of that. However, because of security issues, I think that it could have a possibility for going away unless they figure that stuff out, which is why I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, like, post on TikTok, but invite people elsewhere. I always trying to invite people either to my Instagram or to my email list. So I definitely think there's strategy in posting and reaching people so that you can bring them off of that app just in case. But I don't think we should put, like I've said before, all eggs in one basket anyway. So I like to spread the wealth and say, hey, like I'm in all these other places so you can find me. Now, in terms of Clubhouse, I, it's so brand new. I'm not sure. I do think it has staying power. I think people are loving it. And it, it, the amount of people that you're able to have conversations with that you would never be able to have conversations with any other time, the access to you know, some of these high performing educators and people in, in business is insane. So I do think there's staying power there. My husband's an engineer. I'm like, you should probably get on there. I think that there probably would be some like, you know, rooms for engineers and then they could all talk about their engineering stuff and I don't have to hear about it. So, <laughs> I do do you think there's yeah. staying power? I think it's kind of taking LinkedIn and making it social. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to, certainly to watch Clubhouse and see where it goes. I mean, and it, and it seems to be popular and it's only for iOS right now, right? I mean, they haven't rolled it out to Android. So, you know, there's yeah. a whole segment of people out there who might want to join who, who haven't been able to just because of the device they use. So 
really yeah, fascinating from that, that perspective too. I do want to say though, I really appreciate that bit about you know engaging people on a platform, but then inviting them elsewhere. And I think that's just great advice for people because, as you probably learned in July, if TikTok were to go away, what's next? What now? You know, and so getting people to take others, you know, follow you in other places, I think is good from a trust building perspective. But then in addition to that, of course, your business doesn't go go away overnight. Should a Clubhouse or TikTok or Instagram or whatever, whatever leave. The, the thing that's interesting to me about TikTok is it, it seems to me that Reels, you know, there are so many things about Snapchat, let's say, that when mm-hmm. Instagram started cloning it, it felt like people, it felt like overnight people were just done with Snapchat. And I know it's yeah. still around. I know people are still there, you know, but in general, it felt like that was a real blow to Snapchat. When Instagram started Reels, didn't it really feel like people left TikTok in the same way that you know, happen to Snapchat. So it makes me maybe more optimistic that TikTok's going to be around in a year versus, you know, back when we were talking about Snapchat dealing with similar issues. Absolutely. Or like buying when buying went away. Um, I definitely think that, I mean, there is potential for it to go away, but I do think that, you know, TikTok has a loyal following over there. And there's a lot of people who are seeing really amazing growth and they're making connections. Like I was talking to Lely Amati and book deals. I've seen clothing deals happen. I've seen so many different things happen on that app, which is insane. And, And you're able to you know, just reach so many more people. So I do think if, you know, if they can work out some of the things with the security issues, I do think that it has potential for saying, I don't think people are just going to leave it unless it's shut down. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a security nut. So that has been one of my biggest holdups, honestly, when it comes to TikTok. But, you know, it was, it was really interesting when I, and I'm not sure if this is still happening, American business was going to buy a stake in TikTok or, you know, something like that. Anyways, it'd be really interesting to see how all of that plays out. But I just want to thank you for your time and coming over and sharing your expertise on creating short form videos. And who knows, maybe this is the push I need to get into posting on reels or maybe even create a TikTok account. Who knows? (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to see one of those reels from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can you tell people where they can follow along, learn more about you? And, you know, I know you have resources on just teaching business owners how to start creating short form videos of their own. So if you can just quickly tell us where we can find those as well. And of course, those will be in the show notes too for anybody who's not in a place where they can jot down notes or access a computer. Perfect. Yeah. So I am Natasha Coyle Photography on Instagram and I'm Natasha Coyle Photo on TikTok. And I do have some resources. So I have some content ideas for Reels, 20 of them. That is a free download that you can download. And it does have a Reels cover template that you can plug into Canva and create those cover photos for your Reels. So you can grab that. That's going to be the link on my profiles or Davey can post it for you guys. Yeah, and it'll absolutely be in the show notes. And there are a few different resources that you mentioned throughout the episode that we'll make sure are there too. So thank you so much for joining us and I'm excited for this episode to go live. Me too. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com. 